Optimizing my health. Where do I start? Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, We are so happy to have you here uh, and hopefully you are enjoying your holidays. We're coming to you a couple weeks before Christmas and before the uh, first of the year. So, you know, one thing that uh, uh, I want to talk about today is, you know, the first of the year is coming up and a lot of people are having uh, New Year's resolutions, you know, to lose weight, uh, to take back their health, to start an exercise program, all kinds of things that people want to do to uh, lose weight and to get healthy. And, uh, well, I take it back. Most people want to just lose weight. Their thoughts are not about getting healthy. But what I want to do is turn the tables a little bit on that and uh, concentrate on more getting healthy. You know, so many times uh, people uh, want to talk to me about losing weight and, you know, that's their primary um, goal at that moment. Uh, but what I want to do, not just for myself, uh, but for my clients, is to be able to optimize their health. And if you're optimizing your health, then uh, the weight will come off. You know, if you're not uh, losing weight, if you're having difficulty losing weight, you know, you uh, are not uh, at an optimal state. And what I mean by that is your body will want to hold on to the weight uh, because it's not secure as far as what the future holds for your body. Because, you know, we're programmed to survive. We're, We're programmed to not necessarily worry about, you know, 10 or 20 years from now, but we're more programmed as far as uh, you know, how are we going to function right now? You know, are we going to be able to live another day? So when, you're, when your body's programmed like that, the thing that uh, sometimes takes a back seat is your long-term health. And, you know, that's why I want to kind of like change our, our perception and our way of thinking so that we can think of the things that we can do now that will help us feel better, uh, lose weight, you know, those type of things, but also um, focus on the future. Focus on, you know, what kind of health are we going to be in 10 or 20 years from now? Uh, one of the uh, comments uh, or uh, things that I've read uh, in the last little week is from Dr. Peter Atiyah. I follow him quite a bit. And, uh you know, one of the podcasts that he had on there, and I written it down because I thought it was very uh, good, is, you know, our goal uh, should be uh, to delay chronic disease. And what I mean by that is the further that we can push uh, developing chronic disease, the, the longer out that we can do that, the more healthy that we uh, or the more healthy we will be, not only now, but in the future. So many times right now, our focus is on not treating or is on treating chronic disease once we obtain some type of diagnosis, such as like Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, uh, heart disease, cancer, those type of things. So if our focus can change to where we are not uh, always focused on the things, on treating the things we, we, we get, 
but we rather we can delay the onset or, or getting these things, the more healthy that we can be. Because if you look at, uh, you know, as far as treatment, you know, uh, risk factors are for, you know, uh, morbidity, mortality, you know, things like, you know, what I mean by that is by death or, you know, having problems associated with certain uh, diseases. Uh, you know, the, the, the success that we've had has improved some in, you know, the last, you know, uh, one to two decades, but it's not an overwhelming, alarming success uh, improvement. And, you know, if you look at like heart disease, if you look at like uh, cancer survival, you know, those have improved some, but one, the quality of life isn't as good. You know, you're, you're not living uh, the life probably that you want to have if you've had cancer and you've had treatment for it, for instance. So if we can concentrate on uh, not necessarily um, treating the chronic disease, but, you know, we will need to do that if we do develop something. But rather, you know, uh, even if you're in your 60s right now, we want to prevent the onset of any kind of chronic disease. Uh, one of the things that was asked of me uh, by a, uh, a patient of mine was talking about the new study about uh, Viagra helping prevent Alzheimer's. You know, and uh, after discussion with the gentleman, he talked about, you know, how there's a family history of Alzheimer's and uh, if, if this is something that would benefit him. And, you know, that's a study that I'll need to get deeper into and uh, see what my thoughts about that study is. But the main conversation I had with him is there's many, many different things as far as like risk factors for developing of Alzheimer's. It's not just one thing. Uh, in my new book, uh, I, I referenced Dr. Dale Bredesen, who uh, talks a lot about Alzheimer's and he talks about, you know, the many different uh causes of Alzheimer's and how it needs to be a multi-system uh, approach as far as helping prevent uh, the, the development of Alzheimer's. You know, one thing is looking at your genetics, looking at your blood work, uh, looking at your current lifestyle and correcting some things to help prevent it, but it's not just one thing. So if the conversation I have with this gentleman about taking medication to help prevent Alzheimer's, you know, if we could form more focus on lifestyle issues, I think uh, he would greatly benefit more from doing that than relying on a pill for it. Now, it doesn't mean the pill is not going to be helpful and it might be something we add to his regimen, you know, after we have a discussion, but it shouldn't be the sole purpose of this. It should be, you know, what can I do with my lifestyle to help prevent this? So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today as far as uh, we're going to start off. Uh, I may make this a couple uh, of uh, podcasts long, uh, but today we're going to talk about, you know, where do I start when I want to optimize my health? And uh, just to kind of like uh, remind you guys, you know, we are uh, kind of switching from doing just mainly a ketogenic type uh, podcast. Obviously, it's going to be a very important part of the things that we talk about, but it's going to be multi different um, uh outreaches of of your health you know like your sleep uh, your exercise and things like that that we're going to incorporate into these podcasts and eventually we may even change our podcast and uh, it may be associated with my new book coming out which will hopefully 
it'll hopefully be ready next week. I'm not sure when it'll get on Amazon. I was trying to do it before Christmas, but definitely I'm going to try to get it before New Year's so you can give it to a loved one that may need some encouragement to know that, you know, there is hope for change. No matter where you're at, uh, you can improve. And uh, that's what the book's going to be about is like uh, looking at it from many different directions as far as your health and what you can do to improve it. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll let you know more about the, the podcast name change when the book comes out uh, officially uh, so that maybe you can get a copy of it. And we do appreciate that. The other thing I want to mention is on this podcast here, um, you know, I know uh, some of you have been very uh, fo- uh, loyal listeners, but if you know somebody who might benefit from this, we would appreciate you guys sharing it. You know, uh, you know, if you like us, we would love to have some comments on here because it does help uh, us uh, increase our ratings so we can reach other people with the uh, thoughts that we have and uh, the the direction that we can hopefully uh, point you in and that you can uh, optimize your health. So we're going to talk about uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, two things as far as uh, optimizing your health, where do I start? And uh, next week, I may talk more about some labs and and different things like that uh, specifically. But uh, today, we're just going to do an overview as far as like, what's the two things that I think you can do right now so that you can get to the point where you can have optimized health. The first thing I want to talk about is know where you're at right now. You know, it's kind of like if you're uh, in a... Uh, car and uh, you on your GPS, uh, you 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 put in you know where you want to go. Uh, it takes you right where you're at because the the GPS knows where you're at and it knows the best direction to get there. But let's just say you have an old-fashioned map and uh, you're sitting here, we're in Kentucky, and say I want to go to Florida, I want to go to Walt Disney World. Well, if I don't know that I'm starting in Kentucky and I want to get to Walt Disney World, well, I'm going to have a difficult time getting there. You know, if I just kind of look at the map and I say, well, I'm going to see how I get there from Oklahoma. Well, you know, the same roads to get to Oklahoma is not going to be the same roads I need to get from Kentucky. So you kind of know have to know where you're at. And one thing that that made me uh, think about that is this morning, and uh, this is kind of scary as well, but it became, we have church at 11. So at 10, I think it was 1040 this morning, something popped up on my phone and it gave me directions to church because uh, I leave about that same time every Sunday morning, or every Sunday morning to go to church. So my, my GPS knew where I was at and it knew exactly how I can get there. So, you know, it's not the same for you. You know, if you wanted to get to our church, and you took the directions it was for my house, you're not going to get there because the directions are different. Everybody's different. And you have to know specifically where you're at so that you can get the results that you want to get. You know, and and you may be thinking, okay, how do I know where I'm at in my health? You know, how healthy am I? How non-healthy am I? And that's something I think where you need to have a relationship with a provider to help you direct you uh, in that form. You know, uh, the easiest way to do is have a conversation with somebody. You know, when I have a conversation with people, I can kind of uh, I can get a lot of information from that conversation and not not necessarily, you know, like labs and genetic testing, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just having a conversation 
there's a lot of things that I can help direct people on a way to improve their life. I had this one gentleman that I'm in a group with, and uh, he lifts weights and things like that. He's getting in his 40s now, used to do bodybuilding, but he's having a little bit of trouble as far as losing weight. So I asked him about his routine. You know, and his routine is he lifts heavy weights. He does, uh, you know, um, all kinds of like uh, squats and uh, deadlifts and bench pressings and things like that. But and, and he was doing long walking. Well, the one thing that I recommend for him was to start doing some sprinting exercises. Uh, and I think it was about two or three weeks later. And this guy wasn't a, an obese gentleman to, you know, to begin with. But the one thing that he found out is by doing those sprinting, he had lost 10 pounds. And again, it may have been three weeks, four weeks. I can't remember. But I know it was within a month. Uh, he lost 10 pounds. And that 10 pounds he was having struggling to get, um, you know, to get off because that was the results that he wanted. So just by knowing and having a conversation with him, uh, we were able to just, you know, uh, get over that hurdle so that he can get some of the results that he's wanting to get. You know, I've had some people that's come in and have uh, probably losing weight and, you know, they'll have some GI symptoms. They'll have a lot of bloating um, and um, GI irritation. Uh, they'll feel they may have a lot of gas and uh, we'll find out what they're eating. We eliminate some of the foods uh, that may be causing issues and they get results. So just by talking with somebody and someone having a investigative type, um, you know, ear to the, the symptoms that someone's having, you can get a lot of information as far as like some of the reasons why someone may not have optimized health. So, it, you know, it's important to have that relationship with somebody who's going to take the time to listen to you. Now, these conversations that we, we've been talking about, you know, a lot of times they weren't just a, a five minute conversation. Sometimes it was a 20 to 60 minute conversation with somebody to kind of help uncover some of the reasons why their health wasn't optimized. They weren't feeling as well as they should. So I just encourage you to find somebody to do that. Now, another way that you can figure out as far as, you know, uh, how to, uh, optimize your health and where you're at in the process is by doing some blood work. Now, this blood work can be anything simple uh, from the routine labs that you get at your uh, doctor's office, or you could do uh, as far as like doing stool testing and uh, genetic testing. The more data uh, that you have, uh, the better off uh, it is as far as like figuring out where you're at. So, you know, sometimes we can do simple blood tests, you know, getting a simple blood sugar and a simple fasting insulin level. And uh, those things can tell us a lot as far as like where you're at in your health. Some people have problems with insulin resistance as far as weight loss. Some people have problems with inflammation, you know, and there's other problems as well, too. But those are the two main things. So we can do We can get a lot of information as far as like what's going on with your health. Now, some of the other things that we'll talk about maybe next week with labs is some specific labs that you can do. Uh, to help, uh, you know, optimize your health, not only just for weight loss, uh, but like your cardiovascular risk factors, uh, your, your uh, risk factor for dementia, um, risk factors, you know, for cancer, uh, especially with your genetics. Uh, there's a lot of information that you can get there. And uh, the one thing that with the lab work, with uh, optimizing your labs, 
is if you look at the range, and uh, let's take a second to talk about that. If you look at the range on your blood test, you know, uh, let's just take your fasting insulin, for instance, okay? Your normal range, and, and, and a difference from each lab to lab, but normally you see a range from like 2 to 24. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to have a, uh, a reference range of 2 to 24? Well, whatever company that you're using for your labs, it's taking the average of, of the, all the tests probably across America that, you know, if they're, they do tests uh, across America, they do uh, on all these people, and they see what the average is and what the reference range should be. So, with, and I'll talk about testosterone here in just a second about that. But with the um, insulin, um, one thing that um, um, I look at is there's a difference between a reference range and an optimal range. So the reference range for your insulin is 2 to 24. That, that means you're, quote, normal, unquote. All right, that means that if you go to a football game and there's 100,000 people there and you look around, if you're in the range with those people. Now, if you're like me and I look around, most of the time I see a lot of people who are unhealthy. You know, they have abdominal obesity. Uh, I can't look at them and tell them this, but, you know, they may be taking medications. They may be on blood pressure medicine. They may be on diabetes medicine. I don't want to be in that reference range. I want to be in something what we call your optimal range. So your optimal range is much, much more specific as far as what your lab should be. So when we're talking about optimal ranges for your insulin, um, what I like to see is a fasting uh, insulin level less than uh, between five and eight. Uh, when we want it from reference range from two to eight, the lower the better with that. So if you think about your your reference range versus your optimal range, you know you can look and see what where you're at as far as your optimal health. Now, uh, for instance, like um, let's take testosterone as well. Uh, right now, the reference range compared to what it was, say, 20 or 30 years ago, so I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the reference ranges be, over the last couple of decades have lowered. So if you're a male and you are in the normal reference range as far as uh, testosterone, uh, then you may be lower than your counterparts were at the same age, you know, two decades ago. What's happened is testosterone in men over the last couple of decades have, has actually lowered. Therefore, it's lowering the reference range. It doesn't, the uh, optimal range hasn't changed, but the reference range has. So what we want to do is when we look at these labs, you know, probably the first thing you need to do is make sure you're in the reference range. Because if you're out of the reference range, you know, that should be a really a red flag. If you're not in the optimal range, and there's different ones for different labs that you do, then that's another red flag that, you know, if you want to be as healthy as you can, you want to be in that range and not the reference range. So the other point uh, I want to make uh, today is uh, know your risk. And what I mean by that, you know, we talked about know where you're at with your labs and your symptoms, and then also know your risk. Now, what is your risk? You know, that can be part of the things we just talked about with your labs. Uh, it could be with, you know, your symptoms, but it also means like your family history. You know, what is your risk factor for uh, certain uh, diseases? You know, whether you have a, 
uh, family history of heart disease, dementia, diabetes, and those type of things. So you want to look at your family history. That can give you a big clue as far as like some of the things that that you uh, could encounter if you don't uh, change your lifestyle. But also the thing that I want to uh, emphasize here is your genetics. Your genetics uh, really can tell you uh, uh, your risk factors for a lot of the chronic diseases that we talk about. And I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Chronic diseases are things like Alzheimer's and dementia and cardiovascular disease and cancer. Those are the big four. So if you know your genetics, then that can kind of like uh, give you a uh, motivation to change your lifestyle. Uh, like the gentleman I talked earlier about who was worried about Alzheimer's and treating him, uh, getting treatment with Viagra to help that, you know, it, that uh, one thing that we need to look at is his symptoms and his lab work, but we also need to look at his genetics. Uh, there's a, s- a certain genetic uh, factor that if you have these two genes from your mom, whether you're in dad, or if you have one from your mom and not from your dad, um, as long as you have one of these, then you're at a higher, much higher risk for um Uh, Alzheimer's than uh, other people who do not have these certain genetic um, disorders. I wouldn't say disorders, genetic problems that are uh, passed down from family to family. So knowing your risk can really help motivate you to change your lifestyle because you know you're already behind the eight ball that if you do if you don't have a healthy lifestyle then you're going to be a greater risk for development of these processes and diseases that we want to avoid now we've talked about the difference between like uh, your genetic risk factor and epigenetics in the past but just to remind you your genetics are basically what you get from your mom and your dad you can't change those it is what it is but epigenetics is how those genes are expressed like how do they come out how are they presented so with the gentleman that we were talked about before i don't know his genetics but let's just say that he has one or two of the uh, factors that are increased risk for alzheimer's if he knows those things it doesn't mean he's going to get alzheimer's but he can drastically change how those genes are expressed by living a healthier lifestyle. So that's what I meant from the beginning is, you know, we can talk about putting this gentleman on Viagra to help, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's the best thing. It means that we need to concentrate on his uh, lifestyle so these genes aren't expressed in a negative fashion. So hopefully this has helped. Uh, Hopefully as as, um, the new year comes, and you have these goals of getting in shape, losing weight, let's start figuring out what the optimal health is. And today we talked about, you know, know where you're at by your by your symptoms and your lab work and things like that, and know what your risk factors, mainly from your family history and genetics, and take those things, know where you're at so you can make the proper decisions uh, so that you can lessen your your chances of developing chronic disease or push it out further than you would uh, normally uh, get this kind of chronic disease so that you can live a longer, healthier life while you're here on Earth. So next week, we'll talk about some specifics, maybe, and kind of go into those so that kind of give you some uh, more background and more information uh, that you can take to your provider. Uh, But today, we're going to close with, uh, continue with our catechisms. Uh, We're on number 37 now. It says, what is a covenant? Uh, Covenant, which is spoken uh, in the Bible quite a bit, it's an agreement between two or more persons. And, you know, with, with, with Christ our Lord, you know, there's so many things in Scripture uh, that he tells us 
you know, if we do this, then we, we will get this. And uh, what I want to encourage you is, is when he makes a covenant, when he makes that agreement between us two, he is not someone who is who will not keep his promises. God is truth. God does not lie. And in no way, shape or form has he ever uh, said something that did not come true. So we want to encourage you to know that, that the covenant that he makes with you, you know, um, that if you do uh, accept him as your personal Lord and Savior and know that Jesus died for your sins and was risen again, you know, that we can have eternal life. And that's a covenant that he's made. And uh, if you haven't made that decision, you know, I encourage you uh, for eternity to make that decision today. And again, reach out to us if you ever have any questions about that. We would love to have a conversation with you. But hopefully this has helped you guys a little bit about optimizing your health, getting ready for the new years, getting ready uh, to um, uh, have the health that you need to have so that you can get the results, whether it be weight loss, exercise, you know, getting more shape with exercise, no matter what it is, you can optimize your health and we can get started on this and changing a, way, a different way of thinking as far as getting the results that we want to get. Anyway, we will speak with you guys next week, and you guys have a fit and fabulous day. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.